Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. On this episode of Missing the Point, we're previewing the NBA Finals matchup between the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. Also, we'll be discussing the controversy that erupted this week from ESPN between Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor. This is Missing the Point, episode 71. But it's all relative. That's right, it's a new voice tonight. No, I'm kidding. This is some, some guy you've heard before. Uh, I'm Rayshawn Buchanan with my guys, Joe Melkin, the real BK, Bob Kelly, Money Mike, and our executive producer, Craig D'Alessandro. And yo, this is exciting, man. We're, it's NBA Finals time, one of my favorite times of the year. And yeah, so I'm like, we definitely had to get this down and get this done. So let's just jump into it. How are we doing tonight, fellas? Do you really care, dude? Like, do you really care? How I do. I'm, I'm not you, Mike. This is oh. a house deck. It's mine. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm great, dude. Happy to be on a show that you're hosting. This is a it's a welcome change. Joe and I just get to take a back seat to this. Yeah, it's cool to get a white guy on the show. Yeah, man, I'm I'm pumped for this one. I, I'm just I'm pumped. I'm excited about is that we're gonna have a new champion, and, and and that it's someone that has never won a championship, no matter what. That's what really gets me going because, like, I mean, I, even when I play like video games, like when when I think of my perfect championships, it's always teams that have never won one before. I don't know if it's just like that cowboy deep down inside of me that just wants those fans to get it. But like, bro, I'm so pumped for this finals. I don't know about you. Yeah. I, I mean, well, I mean, we definitely have two franchises that have not been there in a long time. Right. So, you know, I guess, you know, it doesn't give that Dallas Cowboy type of feel, so to speak. You know, so we're definitely going to get into that. But yeah, we'll, we'll give a quick rundown before we get into the question. So, you know, as we said, so the, the finals is going to be between Milwaukee and Phoenix. Milwaukee has not been to the finals since 1974, where, you know, our Boston Celtics defeated the Milwaukee Bucks in seven games. You know, they're now led by, instead of being led by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, they're now led by the crew. And then Phoenix is now there for the first time since 93, when they were led by the MVP at the time, Charles Barkley, Danny Ainge, Dan, Mar- Dan Marley. But now they're led by CP3, Devin Booker. So, you know, Joe... I'll start with you, but, you know, so what player, you know, would you say is under the most pressure in these NBA finals? Chris Paul. Chris Paul. I mean, he's bounced around the league. He's been on seven teams in his career. He finds a home in Phoenix. He's finally healthy and he figures it out. And Bobby, you and I talked about it during the uh, Western Conference. I mean, really during the entire NBA playoffs, because we all know that the Nets lost Kyrie, the Nets lost Harden for a, a game and a half, basically. Paul George somehow stayed healthy for the most part in L.A. But you look at Chris Paul, and he's the elder statesman on both of these teams. And what's really interesting about this series is the Phoenix Suns are so much fun to watch, and the Milwaukee Bucks, it's like it's like watching – it's like listening to a lecture in high school that you just didn't want to listen to. They're actually very undisciplined. They're not a very good team, but they're a great team, if that makes sense. They've figured it out. But Chris, to answer your question, plain and simple, it's Chris Paul. And I think that the early prediction here, because I know you're going to ask this question, I think Phoenix wins this series on the back of Chris Paul. And I, I love this series for that reason. And what you just said, Ray, is that you know, we haven't seen the Suns get there since 93. The the Bucks haven't been there in even longer. So it's just, it's exciting. It's exciting to watch, but Chris Paul for sure. I completely agree with that, dude, because his legacy is on the line here. Like he's never been this close. He's never gotten this close. And you could see that on his face when they won that Western Conference Championship game, like Coach Gentry just being like, let it out, man, let it out. 
Like, it, it's time. You know what I mean? And, and honestly, his legacy as the point God to me. So it's Isaiah and Chris Paul. That's the echelon of like that top point guard. But you can never take Chris Paul and put him with Isaiah because he doesn't have that ship. If he gets his championship in year 16, bringing the Phoenix Suns to a championship, man, he's got to be considered one of the top point guards ever, in my opinion. So I, it's definitely Chris Paul. To go off of that real quick and just looking at Chris Paul, I, I was close. He, he's played for five teams, New Orleans, L.A., the Clippers, Houston, Oklahoma City, and now Phoenix. And he's been to 10 All-Star games, and he has played 109 games in the playoffs and has never been to the NBA Finals until now. So he played 102 playoff games. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 109 playoff games in his career, and he had never been to the NBA Finals. It's wild. But to go off what Mike said, which was going to be my original point when I stole it back from Bobby, was you're not going to win a championship with a point guard, but it's going to be Chris Paul who lifts this team to that level. Chris Paul is a great answer. I also... I think for all the scrutiny that Giannis has been under over the last couple of years where it's time to make it, you know, this league his and take over, if he can't win a finals and can't win a championship, when in reality, the road will never be easier for him than it was this year, especially all the things that happened with Brooklyn. You know, you get LeBron out, you get Kawhi out, and now... Yeah, you do have a formidable team in, in, in the Phoenix Suns, who I also believe are going to win. But I, I think there's, I think the most pressure is on Giannis because he's got a, he's got a recent pair of MB, uh, MVPs. He is the next guy in this league, and you know they've had the the Bucks have had the best record in the in the East the last what last two years in a row have done nothing, and now they finally get there. And again, with the road pretty much cleared out for him, he's got to do something. Uh, so I think. Because I do think it's real. We talk about this with the Celtics a lot and other NBA teams. You know, not getting there. Like, does that actually start getting into your head? Well, if the road is this clear for you and you get there and you still can't do it when literally the odds are in your favor, I wonder, like, what does that do to his psyche moving forward? A little Hunger Games reference at the end there. I like this. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, and that's the case. You know, so, yeah, well, the odds have been in his favor. You know, it says we're, we're going to go there, right? Yeah. The odds have definitely been in his favor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, yeah, so Katniss and Anacupo, it's, it's time, brother. <laughs> it's, it's, it's time to stretch that arrow, you know, in, into the heart of the Phoenix Suns and get the job done. Yeah, I, I got to stick with Giannis as well. Um, you know, it's, I think it's, it makes sense that, it, you know, for anyone to pick Chris Paul, so I'm, I'm not knocking that. But I think with Giannis, like I said, you can't be the back-to-back MVP. Well, I mean – he wasn't back to because I know Jokic won, but to win two two yes. MVPs already, few All Star games, you know, you like I said, you are becoming the face of the league. It's a point for him, I think, to put the stamp his stamp on the league, right? And you know, the late great Kobe Bryant talked about when he won a few years ago. You know, on Twitter, it was like, okay, yeah, you won the MVP. Now the next challenge is for you to win the championship, right? So, and this series is going to feature two players that you know he's instilled confidence in, right? He talked about that with Giannis. He instilled confidence in Devin Booker as well. But yeah, Giannis to me for sure definitely has the most pressure. Um, you know, even though there might be another chance for him to get there, but once again, we're in year six or year seven, you don't know how many times the Chris Paul is a perfect example of that, right? You don't know how many times you're going to get there, and you don't know how many times the road is going to be this you know, this paved out. So I would say Giannis definitely has to get get the job done in this case. So, but Mike, I'll, I'll come back to you. So another question I was thinking about too, and, you know, we'll, we'll go around around the horn here, so to speak. Mike, who, who do you think will serve as the S factor? Because there's always someone else that we don't expect to, to come off, but who, who do you think would be that guy in this case? Is it okay if I, just, if I just add one more point on before I answer that question? Yeah, sure, for sure. So I think that it, if you are the coordinated person, right? Like we have all been uh, told and believe that it's Giannis's league moving forward, or that, like this is his time, right? You can't have your first six to ten years in the league and not make a good showing in the finals. Now, I'm just saying, like they don't have to win. If you look at LeBron, look what he did when he brought that garbage team of the Cavaliers to the NBA Finals. And that was all him, right? So that, that's perfect. And you ne- you never really doubt it. Like that was the year that you were like, okay, well, this guy's he's for real, right? He brought a garbage team. So all I'm saying is I think Giannis has to show up. But my X factor, for what it's worth, it's it's not like a hot take. It's I think it's I think it is going to be Devin Booker. I think that there's gonna be so much pressure on Chris Paul from the outside. And I think that he needs to, he's going to have to do a lot. He's going to have to go above and beyond probably his abilities, uh, especially in year 16. I think Devin Booker will be the perfect complimentary 
superstar to him, right? I think he's going to make what Chris Paul does on the court look easy. And for that reason, I, that's why I think the Suns are going to win. But it's not a hot take. I think it's his first time in the finals. And he wants it, man. You saw what he did in the bubble last year. They didn't lose a single game in, in, in the bubble, and they still didn't make the playoffs. So you, you see like a hungry Devin Booker, and now you have that added incentive um, of my teammate who's been in the league for 16 years, who has this thing on his back that he can't shake. Well, now he's here. Like, let's win it for him. I think that mentality is real. So, yeah, Devin Booker's my guy. All right, so, Joe, I'll go to you next. Who do you think will serve as the next factor? As I go down the two rosters and I look at like Chris Middleton, who obviously is going to play well. Brooke Lopez has been a big part of that team in Milwaukee. I think he's added a lot to a fairly young team. I mean, sure, you have Drew Holiday, who's been in the league for 11 years, and Jeff Teague, who's been in the league for 11 years, living in Dave's head rent-free. But for I'm, I got to go with Devin Booker. Uh, for the same reasons that Mike said, and I'm, I'm not stealing plagiarizing, but as he was talking, it's like, yeah, you know what? That makes sense because Devin Booker's kind of like, if if Chris Paul wasn't there, Devin Booker is the guy in Phoenix, right? So why not have his number two if we're not going to win because of a point guard? Why not the X Factor be the, the the shooting guard who's been in the league for five years? I mean, good pedigree out of Kentucky. Sure. I, I think Devin Booker, and you're right, Mike, he wants to be there. He has shown that all throughout the playoffs. He showed it all throughout the regular season. They had an incredible time in the bubble, and he was pissed. He was ready to get back on the court. And now I think that's why Phoenix is where they are, is because the guys like Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Jay Crowder, they're so fired up to have something going well in Phoenix that I think Devin Booker is going to hop on Chris Paul's back, and they're gonna, they can do that together. And it's like, before you go to Bobby, because I know Bobby has a, a counterpoint for Giannis. I'm sorry, Bobby. No, you're good. I, I just think that Booker is the perfect complement to the, what, what we have been told about Chris Paul, right? We've been told over the last 16 years that he's a choker, that he doesn't, that he always, that he always folds in pressure situations. And now you have this young kid, five years, five years in the league, that literally, if you give him a game where he has to win it, he doesn't lose. So I think that entire storyline, I think how that unfolds on the biggest stage in the NBA, I think that's perfect. And I think that this is going to be like a Denver Broncos type of thing, right? Like, oh, let's win it f- for Chris. I can really see that happening. So I, again, I, I just think that for ever, if there was ever a time for LeBron, for a, a final to not have LeBron James or Steph Curry or anything, you know, since 2010. This is the matchup because there's so many intriguing storylines in in two cities that are pretty unknown or not talked about that much across uh, across the national spotlight. So not anymore. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a, a great series. Sorry, Bobby. So I'm actually going to take that point and turn it right into my X Factor anyway. So honestly, to me, the biggest X Factor and the reason why I don't know if Giannis has that much pressure on him is that knee, man. Um, that knee is messed up. I think that they're downplaying that a lot. And I would be surprised if Giannis is even close to 100% in this series. So that's what's going to make or break the series to me. If Giannis is not at least 70%, I don't think the Bucks have a chance. Because when Chris Middleton is your best player, that's a tough game to beat. Chris Paul, Devin Booker. Jay Crowder, DeAndre Ayton, like it's just not going to happen. If if we're going to talk about Phoenix real quick, X Factor name we all know and love, Jay Crowder. He's the only one on that team that has serious finals experience. He's been there multiple times uh, now, and he is actually he's hit some big shots for them, and he is a voice for them. So as much as it may hate DK may hate it. Jay Crowder is going to play a big role in the series. For the yeah, series. I mean, there, there's a there's a few Celtics on both rosters that yeah, have no. been Nader. How about Nader? There, yeah, Nader, huh? Nader. I'm, I'm like, are, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm doing Nader. Uh, Etwan Moore. <laughs> Talk about casual names. I was like, when I, I say Etwan Moore is still in the league, I was like, as someone who knows most rosters, I was I was shocked. I was blown away. I said, wow. I said the fact that he's still in the league. I'm like, that is un- unreal. And then Jeff Teague. Like, I'm gonna be that for that alone. I'm gonna and we're good. We'll get to this at the end. I'm gonna be sick if Milwaukee wins so the fact that jeff t cost us at least four or five games and he he may have a chance to get a fucking ring like it makes me <laughs> I'm, i am sick to my stomach <laughs> that jeff t has a chance even a chance to win uh a ring but shout, shout out to shout out to mr craig not the guy that produces our show but tory craig tory craig gets a ring regardless he gets a ring regardless 
Well, I guess I guess it goes hand in hand because Craig wins regardless. Craig wins every week on the show, but um, so Tory Craig gets a ring. So he played with Milwaukee. He played with Phoenix this year. So whoever, either way, he he walks away with something. But I, I got to say, I was surprised, Joe. I was surprised that I, I thought I threw the alley oop to Joe to pick this guy. I'm at, I'm going with Pat Connaughton. I think Pat Connaughton. Yeah, I'm glad you dropped his name. Arlington's yeah, I, finest, yeah, Pat, Pat, Pat Connaughton to me, man. He, he gets all he gets all the hustle plays. You know, he's a good shooter from outside. Like, I think, you know, in this type of series where, you know, the 50-50 balls are going to matter, I think he's someone that's going to be huge, right, for, for Milwaukee. Same thing with P.J. Tucker, right? Those two guys are going to be huge in the series, how they guard Booker, you know, how they guard Chris Paul, how they switch out, you know, Brooke Lopez too. But I think, like, the content is the first guy that comes to mind because I think he's going to be the guy that gets the most minutes off the bench because um, that's what's been happening. Actually, him and Bobby Portis as well. Bobby Portis has been really good as well. And then for Phoenix, I mean, I think, yeah, Jay Crowder for sure because he's, he's the only one on both teams that's been to the finals. But I got to go with Mikael Bridges. Mikael Bridges is someone, or even Cam Johnson, right? Sh- shout out to the Tar Heels. I'm a little biased with that, but... Yeah, he's McCarroll Bridges has really grown the last few years since since getting over there in Phoenix, and I think that you know he's someone that's going to get a lot of opportunity to you know to show what he can do because so much attention is going to be on Aiden, you know, and Paul, and you know, and the rest of the crew that he's going to be someone that when he has an open shot, he's got to knock that down. So if he's someone that's getting three or four threes in the game, you know, that's going to be scary. So you know, I think he's someone that can serve as X factor. So Bobby, I know you had a point. Campaign too. Uh, campaign, yeah, campaign, campaign, yeah, yeah. Campaign, the surge of has been huge, man. For uh, sure, h- him stepping up in that Western Conference Finals when Paul was out was huge, and it showed that he really has some cojones. Not even to mention the story of campaign coming from the G League, coming up through the the bubble last year. I think is when he started for the first time, and, and he's been awesome all year. Campaign, look out for him this series too. Right, but it, and I and I'll. But I'll ask it because this wasn't on on my thing to ask, but it just came to me to my head now. But isn't isn't this series refreshing from the point that we're still seeing two teams that have a big man that's going to be effective? Because I feel like you know we're getting away from the era. You taking a shot at the Celtics right now? Celtics, whoever, whoever is playing <laughs> small ball, and it ain't just Celtics, the Warriors. You know, yeah, it's just like it's crazy. So you know, so I'm like, you know, Joe, what are, you, what are your thoughts about that? Like, is it cool? Is it cool to see two teams actually have a guy they can go to down low, um, or a guy that can actually make a 15 foot jumper when they need it? Well, it, what's really great to see is the fact that we have two teams that are put together by sure we have superstars like Giannis, right? But then we we have guys that have been role players for most of their career that are now starting and playing in this game and. How many superstars do we have in this game, right? Like we can talk about these teams from top to bottom and we know who these guys are. That's how well these rosters are constructed. I mean, we may not know who Giannis's brother is because I don't know if he's played him in it all season, but we, we yeah, right. But we do, but we do know who these guys are. Like we, we talk about Pat Connaughton, who's had a, a, a very good career, the Massachusetts kid, Notre Dame product, two sport athlete, could have gone to the major leagues, ended up going to the NBA and was drafted by Portland originally kind of bounced around and now ended up in Milwaukee. We're talking about a lot of guys that have bounced around, but have so much experience. And that's what's so exciting to me. And, you know, I mean, but I feel like that's our tone as a group of sports fans is that we almost love that more. But what's really refreshing too, is that not only do I not have to sit here and root for the Celtics because they're not there, I don't have to sit here and root against somebody like Kyrie Irving, you know, we don't, we don't have to root against, or we're, we're rooting for both teams. We really didn't. <laughs> the only basketball player that ever comes. Who's that guy? Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Weidman. Kyrie Weidman. But you know what? He makes millions and he's living here rent free. No wonder he's making millions, but it, you, you really, you can look at these teams up and down and say, this is going to be a fun series to watch. This is going to be exciting. I have nothing invested. Whichever team wins, Bobby said it in the open, whichever team wins, it's exciting because neither one of these teams have won, and that's what makes it most exciting. So, yes, to answer your question, it's great to see two teams that are going to play a little bit of old-school basketball, but having big guys that – not only big guys that, that can play, but big guys that can shoot, and especially like a, a Brooke, like Brooke Lopez. I keep coming back to it. Like Brooke Lopez is probably going to be pretty big in this series. Like he, I think he really is, and I, especially if Giannis is down. Like so, so we'll see. I, I'm excited to watch this series. We'll and He's their only chance to stop it, Aiton. They literally have no one else down low to stop him. 
I just want to ask you a question, Ray, because I know that you, you are the host, but I, I'm really intrigued by your answer here. Because mm-hmm. um, Joe just said that he's not really invested. And I know what he means. Like, he's not, there's no hometown investment. Right. But, as, but as a basketball guy, right? Don't you want Phoenix to win more than you want Milwaukee to? Like, isn't that the better story? Or I guess I would ask you, like, who are, who are you more invested in in this series? Yeah. I mean, as someone who supported Chris Paul, I think. Yeah, no. Uh, so Bobby just mentioned that Giannis will be back. Yeah, Giannis definitely was going to play game one. There, yeah. was, there was no way he was going to miss game one. You, you got to remember, he's a six eleven Russell Westbrook. Like those guys play. They're not gonna. They're not gonna shy away if they're at least eighty percent healthy. But no. But back back to your question, Mike. So yeah, I think that you know, yeah, the better story is you know, having been there in twenty eight years. Obviously, Chris Paul being in year sixteen, it's, it's a sentimental pick. Obviously, and you know, I say, I mean, overall, I mean, yeah, Chris Paul has done some stuff that you know some players don't like as. Excuse me, as Demarcus kind of said, you know, that's why nobody, you know, you know, mess with your weak ass. Like, you know, he, he said a little more than that, but I'm not going to say exactly what he said to him on here. But yeah, he, he went out his rack. But you know, Chris Paul wide, is widely loved by uh, fans and players alike in the NBA. So yeah, it, it's definitely the better story. Um, Devin Booker is getting pushed into that young Kobe conversation as well. He also was a number 13 pick as well back in 2015. So you know, that also is something that you know that draws that comparison and. You know, he plays hard every night as well. I mean, he's not the defender that Kobe was, obviously. Not too many people were, or are, I should say. But yeah, so yeah, Phoenix for sure definitely is the better story. But if but if they're looking to say, okay, the future is now, then it makes sense that Milwaukee may end up getting that championship and then kind of propelling them from there. Either way, it's two markets that aren't usually in the championship picture are there. Like, Phoenix hasn't been to the playoffs since 2010. And they, they lost in the conference finals to LA, who, who ended up being the eventual champion. So Stoudemire, he, Nash, right? Yeah, so, yeah, Nash, Stoudemire, you know, and then that's so, and it's like, you know, Bobby had a Freudian slip earlier. You know, Elvin Gentry was actually the coach of the 2010 team. Oh, my bad. Right now was Monty Williams. So, oh, yeah, but, but yeah, but yeah, so yeah, so it's all, it's all good. Just like Steve Nash to, to not get to the finals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but at least, at least those teams got to the conference finals. He got, he, he went there three or four times at Phoenix. Oh, no, no, I mean, I mean the NBA finals. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. So I'm just like, man, like that's that's crazy, but yeah, but yeah, that, that's that's my answer on that, man. I just think that you know it's it's a compelling story either way, but I'm I think I'm leaning towards Phoenix mainly because of where Chris Paul has you know what he, what he's endured, what he has to endure. I mean, I, I'll keep it there on Chris Paul, and uh, Mike, I'll, I'll come right to you. So you know, we had an argument about this a while ago. I think it was me, you, DK. My, I think Joe might have been on the show too. I'm not sure. Yeah. Right, exactly. Right. You know, about the point guard being the best player on a championship team. And I think Bobby kind of touched this on already, but I, I, Mike, I can come back to you right now. But you know, what does this do for his legacy? Like, what where where would you rank him as an all time point guard if, if he's able to you know get the job done and win the championship this year? It would be hard for me to name three better point guards than him if, if they win the championship this year. Right. I think Isaiah is the standard and it's, I want to say magic, but like, I just don't think of magic Johnson as a point guard. What was he though? Everything. He was everything. It was yeah. everything. He Jack could knife. do anything. But he, said he was drafted as a point guard. Sure. But he was the only, I think he's the only point guard in NBA history that you could put in as a five. Yeah. Well, I mean, besides the, besides LeBron, but yeah, sure. <laughs> Right, LeBron's a point guard. Yeah, LeBron's a he. Yeah, let's say LeBron's a point though. He's a point guard. They say he's a small four. He's a point guard. But continue. So, so I think it's I think it's Magic, it's Isaiah, and then it's really hard for me to name one other like in the modern era one point guard that's better than him. I also think though, this finals if they win it doesn't hurt my argument. The best player on that team is Devin Booker. Who lets him be the best or who gives him the best opportunities to be the best? It's Chris Paul, right? He makes Devin Booker better. You know it. And I I think this is exactly what he needs. I I actually, to Joe's point, like I'm invested in this. I've always, I I was always that guy that was, yeah, Chris Paul, like right on paper, man, but he just can't win it. And now when you get to this point where that's become the narrative nationally and you see how, like what he's doing on the court and, and his game really, People want to say that maybe it's diminished. Not this postseason. Not at all. He looks damn good. If he can bring it like he has, and if Devin Booker stays the same, they are a hard train to stop and a train that I don't want to be in front of. And again, it feels, I said this on a show before, it's almost like the KG thing, right? 
Like you've been in the league so long, you never make the finals. Then you finally align yourself with a player and with, and, and with a team that rallies behind you to say, we're not going to allow him to not get there and to lose. And that, that's what I think is happening. But he, he was the best. He was the best player, though. KG was the best player. Paul's my guy. Right. I love KG was our best player. He sacrificed his numbers, but KG was our best player. That just, yeah. I mean, I like, we'll get into that when we do the OA show at some point, but you know, so stay, stay tuned for that. But yeah, KG was our best player. And then, you know, so I, so I get it to that point though. Who's the culture driver in Phoenix? Is it Booker? Or is it Chris Paul? Chris Paul. Paul. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Yeah. By far. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. And that's what I'm saying. That's what they were missing last year. Like mind you, Ricky Rubio was on the team, bro. Ricky Rubio is a hell of a playmaker, but Ricky yeah. Rubio ain't Chris Paul. No, he's not. He's not even the same stratosphere as him. So it, it matters to have that talent. And when Devin Booker got compromised because he broke his nose last series, Chris Paul was busted Pat Beverly's ass, which is why he pushed them in the mm-hmm. back like, like and, and made a bitch move. But he was making that man bow down to him like it was terrible. It was terrible. So Chris Paul, to me, is, is the guy, you know, so I'll leave it at that. Like to me, he, he's the reason he is. He's another reason why they got there. And I say, I don't think they get there without him. Like Ricky Rubio is not getting this team to the finals. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not happening. Oh, I think that goes when you're the overall question is that we started with was you can't win with a point guard, right? Like, well, being there, being your best player, yeah, is is the point guard. Well, I I think you know Mike has said this before regarding other sports too, and and I've agreed with him in other places for the most part. Like football, the Tennessee Titans aren't going to win when Derrick Henry is the best player on the field, but that doesn't mean they can't get him there. So that's where that X factor of Devin Booker plays in. And you, you have these young, hungry kids. Sure. You got the Jay Crowder and the Chris Pauls of the world that are on that team that are talented. And, you know, Jay Crowder has finals experience, but then you leave it off to the other guys that are going to score the points. Uh, Chris Paul needs to do exactly what you guys just said. And that's drive the culture be the stingy veteran who's going to get the job done and command the floor and let everybody else do the rest of the work. He's be, he basically has to delegate and be the manager and, and, and be a, a game manager. And he's going to be so much more than that, but that's what he has to do. And I think that they can win it. it the, the more we talk about this, the more I'm like, all right, Phoenix in five, you know, it, <laughs> and it may go six or seven, but the more I talk about it and, and talk about this Suns team, I mean, maybe it would be the same way if we did this about, about Milwaukee, but I look at this roster for Phoenix and I'm like, nope, that's what Chris Paul needs to do. And they can win when their best player is the point guard. Now he is their best player, but that doesn't mean he won't, he doesn't have to be in this series for them to win. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I'll, hopefully that's the case. I mean, we'll see what happens. Like I said, we'll get to the prediction soon, but Bobby closes out for the segment. So do you know what it really is? It's not that a point guard can't be your best player. It's that you, your point guard can't be the guy you rely on for your points and your offense every single night. I completely agree with that point, that you're not going to win a finals with your point guard scoring the most of your points. Plus, it's magic. You, well, that's right. Completely different. Right. But you can win a finals with your best Paul. With your best Paul. Talk about <laughs> Frodium. With your best player facilitating your offense and like Chris Paul did in game six to close out the Clippers, go off of 42 points. You know what I mean? The, the, the fact that he was able to not have a game like that all season comes down to the Western Conference Finals game seven. And this dude just goes off. He went ham in that game. Like there was no stopping Chris Paul in that game. So I feel like that's where the borderline is. I, I love Allen Iverson. You probably couldn't win a championship with Allen Iverson as your only guy. You can with Chris I mean, Paul I mean, because it's a different proven. Right, it's a different. It's a different one. Was special though. It's yeah. a different point guard. You know what I mean? It's it's a whole different mindset to the game. It is really what it is. But Chris Paul is Isaiah Thomas. He is that 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 is yeah. he is Isaiah Thomas two point If you watch highlight tapes of what Isaiah Thomas did, and he was a score first guy, but could also get you eight and nine assists. That's Chris Paul. Like they're they're in the, they're in the same competitor, same type of defender. Like he is Isaiah Thomas. 2.0. He just had one, you know, up, up to this date. So, and I think that's what people were so enamored with him when he came out in 05, right? Came out of Wake Forest. I think him and, well, no, Jared Jack went to Georgia Tech. He didn't go to Wake Forest. But yeah, he was just someone that, you know, people were going back and forth. Him and D. Will, him and Deron Williams, like who, who, who were better? And I was a D. Will guy at first. I thought D. Y. He, he was bigger. He was stronger. You know, he was someone that could score a little bit better than Chris Paul at that time. But then over, over time, you know, Chris Paul became the guy that was consistently getting there. And now, granted, neither one of them, you know, well, D. Will got to the final was really late in his career. Like, I don't, I don't count that shit with Phoenix. Um, he, he was, I mean, that with Phoenix, with, with Cleveland, he was, uh, he was a bench homer by then. But 
you know, yeah. So I mean, we'll we'll, we'll see. But I mean, like I said, I I think that it, it can be someone like you can't win with a John Stockton type guy anymore. You know, or, yeah, or, yeah, or, or then. But I'm saying like that's I'm saying, but John Stockton's closest to what a Ricky Rubio was, and that's I mean that's so disrespectful because he's a Hall of Famer. But it's just like I mean, like in today's game, he would be more of what Rubio was than what Chris Paul was, so to speak. So I feel like Stockton was more Rondo. Right, Stockton yeah, was yeah. More I mean, but I mean, well, he, he, he was, he was Rondo, Rondo with a jump shot. <laughs> he was Rondo with a jump shot. Stockton could actually shoot it. Yeah, yeah. So Rondo could shoot. But I want to switch gears a little bit. I think, and you guys may know where I'm going with this because this wasn't on the script. But I just thought about what has happened the last couple of days with ESPN, and it's relevant because they're they're <laughs> they're 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 in the final. They're covering the finals. So you know, we you know we we don't run away from stuff here. I'm missing a point. And so you know, Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor have had. Uh, you know, bit of an issue because Rachel Nichols came out and when well, I even came out, it was a recording kind of like Donald Sterling was back in the day with the Clippers back in 2014. Rachel Nichols just, you know, alluded to how, you know, in, in, in short order, hey, you know, I'm cool with her getting, you know, I'm cool with Maria Taylor getting certain opportunities just as long as you don't take it away from, from me. And it's caused an outrage almost to the point that, you know, ESPN has removed Rachel Nichols from covering the finals and Malika Andrews has taken over for. So, you know, Mike, I'll start with you, but what were your thoughts about the situation? And the question I want to ask is, or the other question I want to ask is, was Rachel Nichols justified in, in that statement that she made about Maria Taylor? Okay, so this is really tough, right? Because this is kind of walking the line uh, of, of everything. I, I do think that I, I'm a very, very big proponent of your right to privacy. And the things that you say at, at your, in, in your own house, that's like whatever. Like I don't have to agree with them, but that doesn't that shouldn't be the thing that, that gets you fired. This wasn't at her house, right? This was at a place of work. So you have to be, you have to be respectful of those around you. I do think the difference, though, is Donald Sterling and every other white man that has said these things hasn't had to fight the way that uh, than any woman, any woman, regardless of their race, has had to fight. Right. So I think that I, if I have to dissect the psychology behind this, which I'm not a psychology major. Oh, and I'm a guy. So I, I'm, I'm the least qualified person to do this. I think like, yeah, I think all, but I think all the females out there that, that have worked their ass, that have worked their asses off and have been told at every single turn that they're not good, that they're not good enough, that any guy can walk in and do better. They should have that chip on their shoulder, right? Like, yeah, like you can get yours, but don't take mine. I think that's a natural sentiment. However, you, you just, can't, you, you just can't say that. You can't, you can't say it and you can't say it now. You can't. On company dime too, like you said. Again, again, I think my tune would be a little bit different if this was a conversation between her and someone that she, that, you know, mm-hmm. that she was that she was romantically involved with, that that was a scorned lover or whatever, and then released this shit. That's different than you just at work, mm. you at your profession. You need to be professional. The things that she said were not professional, and and they weren't. Ray, I I, I really want to know your opinion on this too, but like I, in, for when I was reading it. I, I my initial sentiment was you, like you can't say, you that. Can't say that it's going to go really bad but on a on an emotional level uh, for some, again for 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 women because women in the workplace don't get treated the way that they should I get it no but you can't say that about a woman in the workplace that's also a minority because they're working just as hard if not harder than you have than you've had to Craig, you know, we, you know, we, we haven't heard much or anything from you so far, but I think this is an important time to, you know, bring you in on this too as well, fellas, uh, big fellas. So go on and chime in, say your piece. Well, I I just like to bring clarity to the situation. So I like to make sure that everyone knows the whole background situation. So this is happened. This happened last year during the, during the beginning of the pandemic where everyone was starting to do their own remote broadcasts and they get ESPN gave Rachel Nichols some broadcasting equipment and she set it up in a a hotel room or something or something of that. Wherever she was, she was broadcasting from a remote location as we've all done for the last year. So she didn't know how to turn the equipment off properly. And she called LeBron James's agent to try and set up an interview between her and LeBron and Anthony Davis. And so she didn't know that she didn't turn the equipment off. And she was asking uh, the agent for career advice. And all this stuff just basically got hot mic'd. That's what it was. So for that reason, that's why a lot of times, that's why we were taught 
as communications majors, right? To, to be sure of the microphone. And the story I always like to tell is with as Mike mutes his microphone. Good job, Mike. Probably had to fart. As Craig, as Craig and I have talked about before is a, a person who will remain unnamed dropped an F-bomb on the radio in the middle of a post-game interview during a basketball game at, at our college. And I texted Craig immediately and said, did you catch that? I don't think Craig caught it. And I don't think anyone else caught it. And it was because it was in the heat of the moment after a game winning shot. It happened. It happens. This is how I'm going to preface this. It happens. And people say things. I'm going to also say what Mike said is you can't say that. Now, if the mic wasn't hot and she did say that, this is the part to me that gets sticky, Ray, not that it was okay that it was said, but was she wrong? Like to, to, to just kind of take Mike's part and, and go forward. Is was she wrong? And then th- there's so much to unpack here because as much as I would love to work for an organization like ESPN, so I don't want to say something that would ever diminish that like Rachel Nichols here. Right. But ESPN has had a history of having issues with female broadcasters and with race issues, whether it's male or female. And that's kind of public. That's kind of known. So to me, a lot of what ESPN is doing, taking Rachel Nichols out of this, regardless of who it was, whether it was Mike, the white male, or whether it's Rachel Nichols, the white female, or Rayshon Buchanan, the black male. The, the fact is, is that it was said and ESPN has to do something to save face. And that's what they're doing. They're, they're doing something to save face. Now, what she said is very interesting because when she talked about it, she was like, well, she doesn't have as much experience as me. It's basically what the premise of the whole thing was, is that she doesn't have as much experience as me. She was talking about a black female coworker, but she said that she doesn't have as much experience as me, which is not false that is a true statement however however rachel nichols does have to understand like mike said that this woman has pushed hard to get where she is she has worked her butt off and she's very good at what she does females in sports broadcasting have come so far the point is here is that there's so much to unpack right because rachel nichols said something that was caught on a hot mic that came out a year ago Uh, or that was recorded a year ago and now has come out. And now ESPN is doing exactly what she didn't want them to do, which was take her off the NBA finals. But now it's because of something she said about them possibly taking her off of the NBA finals. It's just, speaking of a psychology major, Mike, that was my bachelor's degree. And there's just so, this whole story is just so interesting because you do have to walk around it. And we know that Ray won't walk around it. He won't dance when we get there after Bobby. But Ray, I'm going to be honest with you. I really don't have a problem with what Rachel Nichols said. I do have a problem with how ESPN is handling the issue. I don't think that either. I think that both of these women are qualified and good at their job enough to, and I say enough loosely, like they're good enough at their job to both be in that spot. I don't blame Rachel Nichols for being like, hey, I don't want it to be taken away. She was emotional at the time. She was clearly emotional, not like crying emotional, but she was upset. She was frustrated that they were going to take something away from her. And she had that conversation with somebody. And Mike, yeah, you're right. But, you know, when are we allowed to say how we feel and say what we want in our lives? While you're showering, do when there's no microphone around you. That's well, while, you're while I'm showering and there's nobody in there, you, you know, like, I mean, you got to talk to people. I mean, that's the whole premise of this mental health thing now is that you got to talk to somebody. And I'm not saying that that's what the issue was with her, but she's talking to somebody. She's having a conversation, hot mic or not. She's saying how she feels. And I, I think it's less, I think because of the time that it's come out it, with everything going on in the world, which that that's what that's what is amplifying the sound of her voice for better or worse. I don't want to say justified in her words, but she believed her words. And I don't think it was, I personally don't think it was racially charged says the white guy. The hot mic part is, I I feel like that is one of the most damning things to it It is the fact that, listen, this is work set up equipment. You were near it and you must've recently been on some sort of work call or something like that. That's something you need to make sure of, especially in that profession. Listen, you guys know if we ever say something, we're like, all right, let's make sure that doesn't make the light of day. You know what I mean? So, like, 
I, I know she may not have known, but I feel like that's one of the biggest pieces. I don't think it's the fact that she was upset that is the problem. It's the way that it went, she went about it. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't just like, oh, they're taking this away me. I worked so hard. How could they do this to me? It was, it went into that racial category. She brought it there is the problem. It, it, it's not that she was upset about her work. She brought it to that place saying like, listen, ESPN already has a history of this. They're trying to do this. It, 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 it is true. But she brought the conversation there. If she kept it towards her career and what she was doing, none of this would be an issue. But yeah. to, to rebut that, to rebut that, she works for a company who who historically has those issues. It is the, the rhetorical question in a few ways because none of us work for ESPN and we don't know the minds of everyone else. But is that not necessarily what happened? Is what she said not necessarily what happened? I think her direct quote was, you know, quote, if you need to give her more things to do because you you are feeling bad, you're feeling pressure about your crappy long-term record on diversity, which, by the way, I know personally from the female side of it, go for it. Well, the thing is, when you start putting other people down, that's when people will have an issue for it, about it. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can bitch about yourself and your current position and what you're doing all damn day. But when you start being like, you know what? They don't deserve this. She didn't say she didn't deserve it. Or, or well, she kind of did. She said that they're forcing the issue. Hey, hang on, Mike, finish that quote. Yeah, she said, just find it somewhere else. You're not going to find it from me or taking my thing away. Don't take my shit away when I worked hard to get there. Well, you're only, hang on, you're taking it away. Now, now this is where I'm going to, I'm going to step that boundary. So don't hate me because I'm just assisting the conversation here. Your mic's on, dude. Just remember that. Oh, shoot. Let me turn it down. Hot mic. Remember, hot mic. He's not wrong. Don't take it away from me. Just because you feel pressure to right your wrongs doesn't mean that it needs to be taken away from me. It doesn't mean it needs to be taken away from anybody. Imagine um, uh, imagine if the, the, the script was flipped and this was... Uh, and it was the other way around. What conversation would we be having? Probably none at all, honestly. But the fact is here is that Rachel Nichols says, I mean, she's a household name. Everyone that knows anything about NBA TV coverage knows who Rachel Nichols is. She has busted her ass to get to where she is. And I don't think it mattered who the person was. This is another thing we're not taking into consideration here is that it doesn't matter who it was. It, it, it's the fact that the situation is happening. So it could have been, it could have been Aaron Andrews. I mean, not a great example because Aaron Andrews is also phenomenal at what she does on the baseball side of things. But if she had said that about Aaron Andrews, then we're still not having a conversation because this video never would have been released because we're not, that's not the times we're in right yeah. now. We're, we're in a time where, Black people are fighting for more of a voice because they deserve it, because they're human beings. But if she had said it about Aaron Andrews, we're not even having this conversation. But then would we be having the conversation of, oh, she's saying this about another woman? You can't say that. No, because at the same time, like if I'm doing a job and then all of a sudden my boss goes and says, well, I'm going to have them do this job. And it doesn't matter what the reason is. I can take it any way I want because they may have hit my company, which company xyz no 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 names dropped here but they may have a history and then i see a, a, a pattern as to why they're putting this person in that position so it, she i don't i really i don't think she's i i really don't think she should be she should be held accountable i don't think she should be punished as harshly one last point before we let the person go whose opinion actually matters on all this i i really feel like the person that it is who the blame can fall on and who should have handled it so much better. And no matter what the blame can be pointed towards is ESPN. The way they handled this was just absolutely well, atrocious. Bobby, they have a history of handling these situations. Well, but well, well, like, listen, you guys, they, they had to me a home run on a tee in this situation set up for their PR department. Like all they do is be like, listen, guys, it doesn't matter. Both these girls have struggled through this. Both these girls have done this. They're both, you know what I mean? Like they could have pushed these two to the top. Instead, they they push Rachel Nichols down and like suspend her and make it like a thing and an issue rather than being like, no, this isn't an issue. These are both two great broadcasters who are also 
females. You know, like they could have pushed that to the front and made that the story. Instead, it was just, it's a nightmare. The thing to do, and I I have the honor that I bestowed upon myself to kick this to Ray, but in in my opinion, the, the, the thing to do for ESPN where it would have been the comments made by Rachel Nichols, no way do we support or endorse, but she made them because of the culture that we created. So what we're going to do is put them both on it they're both going to be on this. And then we're also going to make sure that they have uh, that they have a, a, an interview, that they, that they talk to each other if they need to, if they want to, if they don't want to, whatever. But you, like, to your point, Bobby, you had a chance to take this situation and instead of putting it all on Rachel, but she deserves some blame for it, right? I'm, I'm not saying she doesn't. You say she made those comments because of the culture that she was, uh, that she came up in. Oh, and by the way, that's the culture that we created and we're going to change that. And the way that you change it is you elevate both you don't pit one against the other regardless of anything because that's all we're going to keep doing uh, in, in society but ray absolutely what were your thoughts on this oh thanks thanks for asking buddy so i, I think joe's going to be i don't know joe's going to be happy about my answer or joe's going to be pissed off but you know it, it, it may not it won't that's be why we're here time. having the conversation it may not be the first time it won't be the last time right let me go to my actual experience. So obviously everyone knows or listen to the show that, you know, I'm a teacher, you know, one of one of my famous quotes from the show when I say classes in session, like that's, you know, I'm, I'm an educator. I'm going into year 10 as an educator. And Jesus, I can't believe it's if crazy. my principal, I know it's crazy, right? If my principal has said, Hey, you know, we're giving some like, okay, I teach algebra, right. And comfortable with algebra, but you say if a, a new teacher came in and they were like, well, Hey, you know, we're going to give, these sections to this teacher in the morning and we're going to, we're going to load your classes up in the afternoon and, you know, give you less planning time. What? I've been here for 10 years. <laughs> you, you going, you going to acquiesce to someone that that's new. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going off. So <laughs> that she, she should go off. It's not something where it's like, well, let me just, let me see if I can be politically correct when you did not know something was being taped. Cause I, at first, I thought it was a production assistant. That's what I thought it was. I thought it was a production assistant that that got dumb and was like, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something." It's like, really? Why was it released? That's what I want to know. Oh, you you know why it was released? That's a, that's a rhetorical, but you know why it was released? Because listen, Maria Taylor, Maria Taylor is currently in a contract dispute, so it makes her look good too. It makes her look good. Sorry, yes, I'm the black guy on the show. Oh, besides, maybe, baby, it made you look good. It but made you the, look but that's the good answer that I was looking that, for. Is that right? And that that, that it's, that's it's the problem. It's uh, done on purpose. Very purposeful. But once again, also Maria, and once again, this is just Ray Son talking, baby. They give you five million dollars. <laughs> Woo, listen, $5 million, baby, I leave everything I do for $5 million. So I, I don't understand it. But once again, that, that's just something I had to get out. I, I Listen, you feel like you're worth more than that. I get that, sweetheart. But maybe $5 million, maybe we could work out the rest afterwards. But that, that's just how I see it. Anyways, Rachel, they proved Rachel Nichols right by doing this. They proved it right. That's, that's mm-hmm. exactly what happened. They said, hey, mm-hmm. you know, we can't look bad in the public court opinion. Or court, you know, you know, so we have to do this. We have to do we have to do this in order to save face, as Joe mentioned. So that's exactly what happened. And I said, listen, M- Maria Taylor is awesome. She's on college football, she's on NBA no. countdown. She's great, she's awesome. You know, she's not whole even just great. the females, they have a history of doing this to all their famous personalities. When it comes to their brand or how their public perception looks versus them. They're, they're gonna they're gonna go against that person every time. They right, did but it with every, Levitar, everyone they did can it with be Bill everyone Simmons. can be Robin Roberts. Robin Roberts is one of their, if not the their best. Her and Hannah Storm, by far their best. Well, I won't say by far, but two two of their best female anchors of of, of all time, right? Uh, two of their best anchors of all time. Yeah, yeah, two of best anchors. Period, regardless of, of of gender, right? So, I mean, listen, they went through the stuff with Jamel Hill. They went through the stuff with Carrie Champion. Like this, this is not just with Maria Taylor, right? And so Jamel Hill and Carrie Champion have moved on. Um, Safe still stood there, but Safe still, and I said, I, I met her personally. I, I know some other people. She may be on the way out too. It's not just the Maria Taylor thing; it's the ESPN thing, as we all have mentioned. And regardless of what the what High Mike, Hot Mike was on, she didn't know the material. Honestly, that to me, that part's irrelevant because to me, it shouldn't have been leaked. Like you, you have to know. You have. You, I mean, you have to know. I mean, somebody should have said or should have been with her and say, hey, you know, this part, you need to turn this off or whatever. But that 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 shouldn't have been, it shouldn't have been leaked at all. This is not something where she said the N-word, she called her a bitch. She said she was a monkey. She didn't say none of that. She just said, yo, 
I'm on. Sorry, hey, what I, you know, you know, I'm, I ain't gonna run from this. I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm like, she didn't say any of that, and I'm the only one on here that could say that. So <laughs> she, she didn't, she didn't say any of that. So it's like, yo, like, if, if that was not what was, what is the issue? What is the issue with her saying that? Yo, I've put in the work. I put in work. Once again, as a teacher, I'm going into year 10. I'd be damned if they say something to me next year. Talk about, well, hey, I know you did X, Y, and Z, but we go, what? You, you, ain't, you ain't doing more with me to shit. But the baby, I'll I, I walk. I'll walk. And I'll focus, on, I'll focus on MTP and the other show I do. I'll focus on that shit. Like, don't, that's not working. I'm sorry. So, listen, Maria Taylor, get your coins. Do, keep doing your job. You're doing great. Rachel Nichols, you're doing awesome as well. Keep doing what you do. But ESPN, once again, Bobby hit the nail on the head. You had, you had a home run. You had a home run to, to, to keep them both on a pedestal, so to speak. You know, I can't think of a better word. But I had a chance to put them on a pedestal. And once again, you chose to perpetuate the same thing that Rachel, uh, let's say Rachel Taylor. Well, yeah, they're, they're mixed together, right? Uh, <laughs> what, what Rachel, <laughs> sorry, I took a serious Well, that'll do it for this show. Uh, yeah, that'll do it for this, right? Uh, sorry, sorry, y'all. Love y'all. But no, um, yeah, it's, it's look, man, look, listen, for those that got sensitive about what Rachel said, listen, get, get out your feelings. What she said was wrong. Once again, if someone came to your job and say, yo, we're going to do X, Y, and Z to you, even though you've been there, your ass would be in your feelings too. Get over it. It's okay. She didn't call out her name. She didn't say that. She didn't say that's a derogatory. It's okay. We can hug it out. We can talk it out. We can go see a psychologist about the shit. It is okay. I'm, I'm telling Mr. B is telling you that it's okay. We should be able to, to talk about people as equals, regardless of their gender or their race. Like that, that's the point we have to get to. Like Rachel Nichols didn't say anything wrong. Like what you said, she didn't say anything wrong. Everything she said was a fact that ESPN has a problem and they, they have a history of this problem. And like you just said, and we're going to go around in circles here, but we have to drive this home that you just said it, Ray, that they proved it once again, that they, yeah. they're going to drag the name of somebody through the mud. And who knows what's going to happen to Rachel Nichols because, but this isn't even that big of a deal. Like this really is not that big of a deal because like you said, in, right. And cancer culture society. It is. Right. You posted earlier today on Facebook that we need to stop using the word normalize. We need to stop yes. using political correctness and cancel culture and all this bullshit. And we need to just talk and we need to have conversations with people because yep, preach. because yep. what i'm hearing is that Rachel Nichols got pissed about a decision that her company was making behind her back she had a conversation with somebody she confided in not knowing the microphone was on somebody came across that footage <laughs> and that sound the week before the week of the nba finals that she was supposed to cover so that they could put this other person again see how i'm taking everything out of it just taking everything out of it, it doesn't matter we're taking Hold on, I, I, before you ask the question, I got one more thing to add, right? So on Twitter, there's a new thing called Spaces, right? So Spaces basically is like another thing called, it's like Clubhouse, but it's, it's for Twitter, right? And shout out, shout out to Kendrick Perkins, because sir, Kendrick Perkins, you are better than me. And you are better than me, sir. Because so last night, they get on this thing called Spaces. Some loud mouth girl, sorry, once again, I, 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 I didn't get cut out, we cut that part out. But she was loud, she was being ridiculous, obnoxious, was going at Kendrick Perkins' rack. And I'm like, yo, sweetheart, he ain't got he ain't got to explain nothing to you about what's going on because she felt, well, oh, you was a and I, I once again, I, I have to be careful because I'm gonna say some things that I shouldn't be saying, so I'm, I'm gonna chill. But basically, <laughs> she was getting on Kendrick Perkins for basically for co-signing. Right, that's the best way I could say it without saying something I'm not supposed to say. She was co-signing. <laughs> sorry, political correctness, Joe. Sorry, but I, I have to because I want to stay on the show. But. Uh, <laughs> um, she, yeah, she she was co- she got mad at Kendrick, Kendrick Perkins for co-signing. And Richard Jefferson for co-signing or the apology, as I put in quotations, that she gave. Because once again, that, that was company lines. She was she she said what she said. Racial ridiculous, baby. You said what you said. It's okay. We know what you really feel. Okay. We know they they coached you. Well, not even coached you. They said they talked to you and said, hey, right, public relations, hey, you know, we got to save face, you know. Cause I'm like, listen, you you ain't you ain't sorry about that. You, you're not sorry about it. It's okay. But I, I, I just had to make, I had to get it on wax. I had to get it on air because I didn't like how the girl, that girl came at Kendrick Perkins last night. One of my Kendrick Perkins did not have to be up at that night talking to you on live about that. Cause girl, you ain't, you ain't nobody. Cause you got a basketball podcast. Okay. That's sweet girl. We got one too. And it's better than your show. That doesn't make any, any sense. You know what I'm saying? So I, 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 I was hot about that. One other thing real quick, Mike, is that we need to get away from that too, where everybody 
feels entitled about getting an explanation from everybody about everything they uh, do. fucking greed. Man. It's so oh my brutal. God. Like, just all this stuff that we do in our lives. Like, yeah, we get it. There are things we shouldn't say. There are things we shouldn't do. We shouldn't murder somebody just as much as we shouldn't say the N word. Like it, it, it's, it's very, there's very clear lines, but when people start interpreting things and this goes beyond sports, but it's so prevalent in sports and what we do and what I do for a living, what, what all of us do for a living, really. I mean, Mike's on calls all the time. Bobby's on calls all the time. Ray works with the public. I work with the public and so does Craig. And, and we, Dave is out in LA being a movie star. So he does as well. But the point is that like we see this, but all of these things need to just stop. We need to be able to talk to people without everybody getting offended or hurt every five seconds and needing to run to Twitter or Facebook to drag somebody through the mud. We need to stop calling for people's jobs because of things that they say that they think is private. Like Rachel Nichols didn't know that was recorded. That's half the problem I have here is that go to Mike. And what he said at the beginning of people are entitled to their privacy, but now ESPN is going to come out and do this. Like ESPN should be held accountable for everything they just did. That, that anything that happens to Rachel Nichols, ESPN should be held personally accountable. So, like my one disclaimer is, is like you have the right to your privacy as long as you're not trying to hurt, incite. Absolutely, one hundred percent. As long as you're not trying to incite insurrections, you can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> what if you're trying to incite right, erections? Well, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> my, my one question, though, I, I, this has been—I I think it's pretty cool that we talked about it. But I, I, the, my, my fear here is that there's no winner, right? Is that let's say that but it's Rachel's, not always about there being a winner, Mike? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But I, 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 I do think that the, we have a real chance of both of these individuals' careers being ruined because what if it comes out that someone from Maria Taylor's camp leaked this? without her knowledge though it doesn't like what if she scandal baby i like it what if she had nothing to do with it but someone who knows that she's in a contract negotiation said well this will help that ruins so rachel nichols career might be ruined maria taylor's career might be ruined because someone did something that they thought was going to help Mike, that tells me even more that it was the four-letter network because then they can just wipe their hands of it and they lose two salaries. If that's the case, sign off, sign off for the money, Maria. Sign off for the money, girl. Get <laughs> Maria, the dollars. If you know Maria, talk to her. We want her. Oh, and Rachel. We want Yo, both. Hey, listen, hey, listen. Come, come to death row. Let's have come, them all come together. On we'll have come them all together. together. But see, Bobby, we could do that because this was nothing personal between yeah. Maria Taylor and Rachel Nichols. Yes. This is an ESPN problem. This is an ESPN problem. Rachel so that, Nichols had no problem, has no problem with Maria Taylor. And she said it because one thing that I passed over before, and I, and I have to kind of go back to this real quick, because along with this, and, and Mike started reading the quote, the, the don't take it away from me part, which is very true. But then she says she doesn't have as much experience as me, which is, is a valid point by Rachel Nichols. But she goes on to give Maria Taylor's resume. She goes on to give Maria Taylor's resume, which is an impressive resume. And she says she does a good job. She says it right there. Like, she is nothing but nice and cordial. But that wasn't needed, though. It wasn't needed. I agree with you. Like, she did that, but it, she did it because she felt she felt bad at that moment. But like, once again, Rachel, it's okay. But she didn't know she was being recorded. So what did she have bad? To, what no, she no, I'm saying, about? but she said what she said, though. Like, stand on your ground. Like, it's cool. Like, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like, but people were standing like, on cool. ground. But her huh? ground wasn't, she was standing her yeah, ground. Yeah, I, I wouldn't apologize, never, though. But but she was never standing her ground against Maria Taylor. That's my point. She had to stand. She was standing her ground against ESPN because that's who she needs to stand her ground against. Because her and Maria Taylor, this is like the Cold War, where the U.S. has this conflict with Russia. But in a lot of ways, the conflict is actually in Cuba, which Cuba is ESPN and Russia and the United States is Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor. The real problem is Cuba, not the other yeah, two. Yeah, Castro, ESPN, you're Castro. Thank you. Yeah, right. <laughs> Oh, Castro is the problem. I, I will just, Bobby, right before you go, because I, this is going to add to your point. I just know it because your, your original point was like, you can't say that. And I, I think the damning part of the recording that, again, that was leaked, that is it, it is really damning. Right. Nick, like she's talking to someone who said, you know, I don't know. I'm exhausted between me, too, and Black Lives Matter. I got nothing left. And Rachel Nichols laughed. Like that's why this is all being tied together. Which, right or wrong, you can't have that happen. You, you just you can't laugh. Number one, number two, 
it's just a really it's just a really shitty situation. Yeah, once it goes down that path, it's really hard to dig it back well, out. And, but and wait, sure. wait, before before that goes, before that goes, so before that goes. So what I think would be the so Mike, you said there could there might come a situation where it's not a winner. The best boss move, I don't know if it'll happen, but it would be such boss status to see Rachel Nichols and I can't Maria Taylor. Maria Taylor. Come out together with a joint statement just being like, listen, we support each other. We support everything that women have got had to go through. We support African American rights. We support equal rights for everybody, regardless of race, gender. And you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna start our own fucking podcast and our own network, and we're gonna go ahead and do our own thing. And I don't think it'll ever happen, but like that would just be such a boss move and something that a lot of people have done to ESPN before because people. I try to say this, ESPN has put people in this situation so many times. And you know what most of those people have gone and done? Become, I don't want to say as successful as ESPN, but have become bigger voices than ESPN could ever dream of mm-hmm. being. Sure. So, not, not so, no, but so, Jamel um, Hill so I, I far, though. Jamel Hill has it. Got a question for Bobby. Yeah, yeah I'm going to ask this question and then we're going we're gonna to close with uh, our final predictions and, and be done. So, remember. And granted, we, none of us were alive when this happened. If we were, we were we were all babies. But remember during the 87 finals and they're showing they show they showed this on the 30 for 30 for the Lakers and Celtics. And you know, basically Isaiah Thomas had a recording saying, Hey, you know, if you know Rodman said that one of them two said it was like, Oh, if so and so was black, he would just be another player and move Larry about. Bird. Yeah, like yeah, Larry Bird, right. So yeah, so make, basically making that statement. And then they had Isaiah Thomas and Larry Bird make a joint statement in the finals. Yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. when you're supposed to be worried about who's playing game four, who's gonna win game four, and they made him do a joint statement. Like, was that was that considered powerful in your mind? Do you think that was powerful? Or that was just like this is a joke that we shouldn't be talking about this shit during a time where we're, we're focusing on basketball. And Larry Bird was already home. I mean, Isaiah Thomas was already home, I should say. Bro, that's exactly what. I mean, that's the NBA showing that they were ahead of the times, ahead of the time. Yeah, absolutely. To show two people who are supposed to be on opposing sides come together and unify for the public and actually mean it and to show that they mean it is a very powerful thing. You know what I mean? It can bring so many people base their opinions off the, the talking heads opinions and, and what people say that when you bring those two opposing sides, you automatically unite a lot of people. I would just say that unifi- unification doesn't draw money, though. In this day and age, we need to pit ourselves against each other. Which is another reason why I'm so convinced this is ESPN's doing. Because why not make themselves look like Switzerland here and pit two other countries against each other? You know, like it's it just it's just such a it's such an interesting thing. And so much can be taken out of context. We see it in, in our Discord chat. We see it on Twitter. We see it in text messages every day, whether it's with our family or friends. Things are taken out of context and you don't get the full snippet. And and it's interesting because during that time, right, was magic wrong? You know, what I like I really have to I really feel like I need to say those things. Whoever said that about Larry Bird was very oh, no, it wasn't magic. It was I'm I, sorry. It was, it was Isaiah Thomas. It was Isaiah. I thought that my magic I, guy. Whoever my, said that I, about Larry Bird was very wrong. Magic. Yeah. Very yeah. Wrong. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very but, wrong. But, you know, and it's like, what is taken out of context we know what is right and what is wrong there is a gray area and it we but we need to be able to have the public the the court of public opinion but not have to explain ourselves every single time we we say something and if it's wrong and blatantly wrong we all know that we're adults my three-year-old knows the difference between right and wrong and he knows when to toe the line as well but he knows the difference between right and wrong. He knows what he is and isn't supposed to do. And that and and it is taught, but sometimes people are taught to do wrong. And I don't think that was Rachel Nichols. I, I really don't. I, I don't think there was a lot of I don't think there was ill intent towards Maria Taylor. Or yeah, you know, or, or anybody else. So no, that's a good way to close it. So let's continue on something that we can get either right or wrong. And that's we're gonna close it out with the prediction. So Mike, I'll come to you. Who do you have in this um in this series and why? Who's the finals MVP as well? So I have, I have the Suns winning the series. Now, if the Suns win Game One, I think that I think this is over in five. But I'll hedge my bets and say Suns in six, and I think that the finals MVP is going to be Chris Paul. Bobby, I'm going to go Suns in five. I, I don't think the Bucks have enough firepower, especially with a beat up Giannis already. Aiden, Paul, Booker, and, and the role players are already too, 
it, it's too much for uh, Milwaukee to handle. It, it took a beat-up Nets team for them to get here. I just don't think they can do it, unless injuries happen. Suns in five. And then, Joe? Suns in six. And unless Devin Booker goes off in this series, it's going to be Chris Paul as MVP. I, I think that they're going to, that, that everyone's going to kind of see that. And, you know, Devin Booker, if, if they can keep this team together for the most part, which Chris Paul is the oldest guy on this team and by experience by six years, because the second, the highest experienced guy on the team is Jay Crowder with nine years of experience. So there's six to seven years of experience there that Chris Paul has. So I, I think it's going to be sons and six. And again, if Devin Booker goes off, it's Devin Booker. But if Chris Paul just plays his game, it's Chris Paul. Two questions. Obviously, the one that you posed to us, I want you to answer that. But also, if Chris Paul wins the championship and wins MVP, does he hang it up? No. No. You're not walking with for $40 million, So no. No. He's, yeah, he's, not, not at 36. No, but I wanted Craig's prediction, too. So, Craig, who, who do you have? I don't freaking know. So, <laughs> he unmuted himself to say that. Yeah, I know. I, I love it. Though. So we got to keep that. That was, great. That was awesome. That's why. I, I, I don't know. No, Craig has uh, the Canadians <laughs> in the seven. Yeah, no, that, that, that's, that, that's a perfect answer. That, that should be the uh, the quote in the, in the video. But no, I, I got Phoenix at seven as well. So what that really means is that Milwaukee is going to be the world champions because we're all picking Phoenix outside of Craig. Oh, uh, so, you know, so congratulations, Milwaukee. You are going to be the world champions because we're all going to, one of us is going to be, we're all going to be wrong. <laughs> You know, who knows? Maybe Dave would have picked Milwaukee in seven. Somehow Milwaukee will win by tomorrow. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Craig, Craig can fix it in post. So in in a week and a half, when whichever team wins, he can go. I don't freaking know the Suns in. Right. Six. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. So no, that's good. Like I said, I, I got uh, I got Chris Paul winning the MVP for the finals as well. So that will end it on that. So for for the real BK Bob Kelly. Money Mike, Mark Angelo, Broadway Joe, and our EP, Craig D'Alessandro. I'm your host, Ray Sean Buchanan. This has been another episode of Missing the Point, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production. Electric Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.